Hi y'all, it's Danica. And it's Zenabu. Welcome back to a new edition of Damn Boo. When shit's so fucked up. All you can say is Damn, Damn Boo. boo. Oh Jesus, <sighs> y'all. If y'all can only tell how many bloopers we just did. <laughs> if only y'all could know. <laughs> this is why we need a team. <laughs> coordination, function. We need but, coordination. Uh so everything. Yeah, for real. Uh, so we already if y'all see the setup if y'all watching us on YouTube you know the setup is different we in temporary housing <laughs> not temporary housing. <laughs> <laughs> but we're in our homes in Boston so this setup is looking real different um, we're different. doing this on Zoom mm -hmm. yikes who thought like... we was gonna get here and we're kind of trying something new out just in case, you know, because it means then we're going to be in different places over the summer and everything. Yeah. So this will be like a good time to, I mean, you can just see the crib real quick. Let me just check this in. <laughs> this is the visual mood Okay, board. this ain't the time for a room tour. <laughs> now you're getting excited. Look, next um, time, next time. Oh, and I want to point out she did get a haircut, so. <laughs> I did. You know, I'm being an auntie. Yep, she's giving us real auntie vibes. <laughs> Let me drive the kids to the soccer practice real quick. You, know? <laughs> you need some. You need some. You need the cream. The creamer from the grocery store. Okay, baby, you sit right there. Oh God! You sit right there. I can't. Did you get the fruit snacks for Billy? No. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, um. But yeah, we're gonna start off. Um. So we're gonna explain why we in a different setup today. Anyways. Um. <laughs> Emerson is going through lockdown. Again. It's crazy. Again. <laughs> we got a lot of issues. <laughs> lot, lot, lot of positives. A lot of positives. Which is the only situation right now where positive isn't good right now. Yep. Um, and, you know, we got about three weeks. So we got to bounce off. And this is the most cases we've had this, like, whole semester. Everybody's booked up. Um, I went to the dining hall this morning. And I also saw a post first thing I when I woke up. Mm. Bags stacked after bags stacked after bags. I'm telling you, it's crazy, Jamaica. The meals? These, they was like, yeah, they was preparing meals for the people who was at Paramount. Um, and like Paramount oh. is like one of our residence hall and they're using that for quarantine and isolation. Mm. Um, but right now, it's kind of, rumor says it's full to capacity. Uh. I mean, best of luck to everyone in there, y'all. Like, yes. Because I know y'all in a really shitty place and an environment around other people who are also in this like the bad time in the semester mm -hmm. when finals are coming up. I know teachers are up your booty holes right now. Like I'm so yep. sorry, y'all. You mm -hmm. know, final season coming to a, coming to a close. It's about mm -hmm. to be wraps. But yeah, hopefully y'all staying safe. I think this is just a reminder to all of us. Like yeah. we gotta stay safe out here. It doesn't matter, you know, mm -hmm. if we about to go home or whatever. But um, I mean, they could have, they could have packed us up <clears throat> and moved us out today. <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> if we would have been recording this. Um, yeah, but you know, enough to chat about that. Um, we just trying new things. We. It's it's also the vibes outside, the weather. It's kind of gloomy, so it is. But, it, I feel, yeah, I feel like that's why I kind of slept in today. I was like, it's a little, mm. a little muggy out there. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, and then you know, so 
with the lockdown, like, we usually get our equipment from the EDC mm -hmm. and, like, media services. But since all of this happened, we can't get any equipment. Um, we can't get any lighting. We can't even book the space um, to have, like, group settings. And mind you, too, you know, we all be saying safe whenever we record this podcast um mm -hmm. we do get tested mm -hmm. and you know we wear masks at all times um other than when we're doing our podcast um so mm -hmm. just just in case anybody anybody you know worried I'm like y'all not wearing your mask every time i see y'all it's for that quick little one two moment and it's back on no for real i remember um whenever we're all we're all like in this space together and everything like mm -hmm. i think we feel reassured in the fact that we all have gotten tested and everything but you know whenever you're outside and stuff like that and you like you just need to take a sip of water it feels mm -hmm. like a life or death mission for a second especially yesterday yesterday was really good weather and it was, it was. super packed and you know you saw me then i was trying to drink my aloe and i was like <laughs> and you know back it on you know <laughs> Uh, it's hard out here but you know we gonna just roll into our first segment voice out show out you already know what it is mm -hmm. um so the first person well the first people that i want to shout out um is um access there's mm -hmm. a student disability union union um and recently they just came out with uh, the advocacy project. Um, it's an action plan for disability equity and accessibility at Emerson College made by and for Emerson, uh, the Emerson disability community. And you can definitely follow their IG at access, A-C-C-E-S-S -S underscore S-D-U. Um, they also have a site linked in there IG as well. They've been posting a lot, a lot. Um, mm -hmm. And I realized too, like, when I was talking about this with Damica, you know, even though we are a podcast and we have, like, auditory, but we also have visuals. Um, we try to be, like, accessible, but I realized, you know, we may not be as accessible as we think we are. Mm -hmm. um, and that's just one of the privileges we have as being able-bodied people um, and not coming across with, you know, uh, certain disabilities or disabilities at all mm -hmm. and so we're definitely trying we talk this through we're gonna try as soon as possible to you know get like subtitles up and see if there's anything else that we could but i like for for their their project i like that they were able to point out um different things regarding um how there was one about training how like people in campus could be trained more about how to um, approach students with disabilities or um, like they also with their like whole plan they were the ones that were able to get the push um, system onto our campus um, so it makes it easier for students um, with disabilities to kind of like get around campus um, especially with the doors the doors be mad heavy for no reason built they stronger than me um, but, <laughs> but yeah so like um and now they're pushing, they're hoping, you know, they could, like, um, get some action out to ECPD and talk about how, uh, you know, officers and um, uh, people in different, like, positions can approach, can find new ways to approach students with uh, di disabilities and how to approach them properly. Mm -hmm. I think that's a lot we don't talk about, too. Um, 
and I just like that I tuned into their um their live. It was mad informative. It was mad good. Um, and I just like that um they were able to push out a lot, even with like um share their experiences and just even talk about like what it's like um with professors addressing their disabilities or how mm-hmm. they they come out being mad rude and like very much just so. it, it very nasty um and so it is letting me it's it's making me realize like i got a lot to learn mm-hmm. um and just like how we could do better also um with using our platform but also how we mm-hmm. can implement that in our own stuff as well but yeah uh, they they're doing amazing stuff on campus and mm-hmm. um they have so many um safe spaces for anyone who is an able-bodied and everything and people experiencing uh issues with on campus and everything they really bring it into light i think um one of the things that uh is really interesting um i i've been recently uh been more aware about like ableist language and everything and mm-hmm. figuring out how to write in a way that doesn't um perpetuate any notions of able-bodied um narratives you know what i'm saying i feel like that's such a prevalent thing so you have to really keep in mind about that and i think as a journalist both you and me and everything we have to you know be in mind uh, on top of you know providing the actual practice of accessibility also implementing the language of accessibility is really key there too Mm -hmm. um but for me i have a very local organization here in Boston called the Radical Mm. Imagination for Radical Justice. They're partnering with the CERDNA Foundation's Thriving Cultures Program to help fund black and brown creatives and artists across Boston. Um, I know y'all, people who haven't been to Chinatown or anything, um, there's different art projects that are currently in planning to be set up Mm. by black and brown creatives around Boston and everything. Um, so they said watch out y'all watch out like it's so like i've seen certain pieces and everything um being brought into light and everything and mm-hmm. it, it's i think it's more than time for these black and brown creators to finally get the spotlight that they need and plus too if we're talking about boston in general boston's a very heavy black and brown community and everything so i mm-hmm. mean we gotta make sure we even put that out there even in the pockets that aren't as <laughs> diverse or whatever mm. we gotta make sure we're still present and everything i'm just saying but um their mission statement is grounded in the belief that artists of color know what is essential for f- the freedom and liberation of the communities the radical imagination for ra- uh, radical justice has sought to support artists creative practices and their collaborative world bu- building visions for racial justice mm. i think this is a, a very important art form um in terms of activism and everything because i know over the summer we've seen so many ways people were able to show out with their activism i remember uh there's this one artist um i'll probably link them below because i can't remember from the top of my head but i remember seeing on twitter uh this artist basically drew portraits um on a time limit um based on their ages so for uh like uh for george floyd or whatever be I, I don't remember how old he was but basically their age and everything mm-hmm. was like the number of minutes he had time to like sketch out this whole portrait and everything you could see like how there was unfinished parts you could see the mm. d- different details and everything and there was just so even with um ages as young as tamir rice was so like outstandingly like 
grave but really impactful to show that through art forms and show that through our activism so i want to give a big shout out to y'all and to keep funding these uh, organizations i think the more that we put uh, our vessels into these organizations the more that we're also defunding structures that are oppressing us so go ahead and do that yeah check them out for sure that just it just sounds Really good, and I think we're always excited to hear about different creatives and um, especially black and brown creatives that are doing just that, like, mm-hmm. you know, trying to push for justice all this um, time. But, yeah, so that's it for Voice Out Show Out, mm-hmm. but we definitely going to be back, back for a nice more. little segment. Back with it more. Y'all know what time it is. It's Vent pals. So y'all, <laughs> y'all, y'all, <laughs> we tired. Okay, I don't. <laughs> we was living luxury when we was recording in in the building in the on studio. a whole in, <laughs> in the studio in the studio when it wasn't. I mean, it re- it wasn't really a studio, but it was a classroom. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, but this is like our third time recording this. Um, so we just gonna have to get with the wrong. <laughs> it's gonna be <laughs> it's literally it's a hard life. <laughs> literally. But um, you know, new setup, new setup is Yep, new setup. This is what happens when you're at home. <laughs> at home. <laughs> at home, that's all I have to say. <laughs> Y'all already know what it's like. <laughs> literally. But um <sighs> this Ben Pals, once again for the third time. <laughs> literally. <laughs> at this is, point I don't, I, I just don't want to even vent. <laughs> My vent today. <laughs> um, but this is going to be a little different this time around because, I mean, Zed and I have delved into all the topics that are going on mm-hmm. in the world and everything and how we relate to it and everything. But we never really explicitly talk about us as a whole. And, mm-hmm. you know, I love talking about me and shit. But <laughs> oh, my God. But, yeah, we never, like, dive deep into like who we yeah. are who, you know what was he like like mm-hmm. and like all that y'all gonna get some like tea some inside scoop huh on me and Demica and know how we became who we are today who <laughs> if we, we change today, for different. the better <laughs> you're right <laughs> you're right and if we change Ooh, for the better or for the worse but you know what? We're just going to dive right into Vent Pals. So, I'm going to ask you again for the third time. <laughs> what was you like as a child? <laughs> Long story short, I didn't know no English. Second of all. <laughs> this is the third time I said that. <laughs> Basically, my mom, she's Filipino and Korean. My father is Puerto Rican. And um, they made me. <laughs> and... Um, I was born in Seoul, South Korea, because my dad um, was in the army and everything. Foreign daddy. Y'all already know. <laughs> we like we love. We be like Zamika. You a whole foreign baddie. Come on, how did we not notice? She's. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but look, enough about me. What about you? What were you like as a child? Uh, I grew up in. Brooklyn, New York. Um, was she New Yorker? Yeah, real New York. You you already know what it is, okay? 
okay. But I I grew up in Brooklyn, like Bushwick, like Ridgewood. Um, but like the street that I used to live on was Cornelia Street. So like by mm-hmm. Jefferson, all that. Um, yeah. And if you know, you know. That's all I got to say. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> okay. But... <laughs> You know, now a girl living in Queens, New York, um, it's all right. You know, down by Southside Jamaica, Queens, and it's crazy. <laughs> Let me stop. Hello, <laughs> well, that's like the only thing I could be like really proud of. I mean, I just eat, sleep, and breathe there. Like, cause most I mean, of my life was there too. You know. <laughs> You know, you already know. Exactly. Nikki was down from <laughs> down from over there. So, but um, <laughs> I was just like, wow, it was it was a different life. It was a cool life. I think everything was just mm. better when you were young. Uh, well, at least most parts were better yeah, when you were young. Um, yeah. And just growing up in Brooklyn and like, it was just real fun vibes. I don't know. I'm telling y'all, New York is a different story. <laughs> it's, yeah. it's a story within its own, okay? But, mm-hmm. I mean, what what year did you grow up? I grew up in 1998 mm-hmm. and everything. Um, okay, so, like, whenever I moved to the States, I was five years old and everything. Um, I moved to California first. Oh. Um, I was with my auntie at the time, though. My parents were off doing something else and everything for work. And, um, yeah. So, <laughs> we li- I lived in a motel for, like, six months. Oh. But that but was I the mean- first. Yeah. Like, that was actually, like, as a child, that was nice. Like, that was a nice hookup for me. You that know? was basically your own sweet, sweet life of Zach and Cody. Zach and Cody. <laughs> No, when I watched that show, I was like, so all the kids be going through this. <laughs> Whenever, um, yeah, I learned English, um, like, picked it up, like, while I was, like, watching cartoons or something like that, mm-hmm. or, you know, hearing my auntie talk or whatever, um, because I grew up knowing Tagalog first, my mom's language. That's how I would communicate with her. My dad would pick up certain phrases and be like, ah. You know, <laughs> he'd be like, see you at the day, <laughs> like, you know, like, he'd be a whole thing and all that stuff. And, like, he had, like, since he's speaking Spanish and everything, Tagalog was so, you know, mm-hmm. like, close that he would just be able to pick up, like, oh, she talk about that tree over there. I don't know what she's saying, but, <laughs> but, um, yeah, I mean, for the most part, because of, like, my language barrier, I didn't really talk to kids as much, and, mm. you know, growing up in 1998 and everything, you know, there's so many cultural references that I would see in America, and I'd be like, whoa, this is yeah. different, but, you know, yeah. I still vibed with it regardless of, the, like, the language barrier, it was just, like, different, because I wasn't able to communicate it with it, you know what I'm saying, mm-hmm. like, like, I was such a shy kid, but not because I wanted to be, <laughs> because maybe She's I don't know like, what you're I had to no, I would be blabbling. I'd be like, <laughs> <laughs> now I was. I I could also relate to that. I was a. I was definitely a very shy, sensitive kid. Um, Same. and I didn't really like go out as much. I was kind of. I think a lot of New York children are like grow up to be so independent so fast. Like mm-hmm. you got. I'm telling you, you got like. 13 10 year olds taking they they um 
their little sibling to daycare and stuff like they the mm-hmm. like they the mother. But that's only because <laughs> or the father or the parent or the guardian. And you're like, right. um <laughs> you you dropped this child by itself? Um by itself. <laughs> you got them going to the to the deli or um, you know, I mean, the deli itself, that's an experience. I'm telling you. I'm okay? jealous we... of y'all with that. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's an experience. I mean, first of all, it got like 15 different names. You got the deli, the bodega, the corner the store. store. <laughs> it, like, come on. <laughs> and Literally. I'm probably missing out on a lot. But, yeah, you would see, you know, going in, ordering mm-hmm. a coffee. You know, let me get a butter roll or a bacon, egg, and cheese. You already know. One word. <laughs> I haven't even eaten lunch right now. <laughs> Like that's why I'm I'd be, sorry. Like, I'd be jealous of y'all with that because like y'all really had to like just do stuff like mm-hmm. you can go to the deli, you can go to walk to school by yourself, go to transport. Like, bro, I was I felt so bummy on the school bus, bro. I was just like, <laughs> <laughs> like okay. But you see the thing with that, like we didn't really. I feel like a lot of New York schools don't really do like school buses. They do like you know. For um, if you have like lived mad far, or you know mm-hmm. you have like disabilities, or you know um, just any you need any form of access, but for the most part, I'm telling you, we was taking trains and buses, and you had to like learn pretty quick like how to go by yourself. Cause like first of all, me me going from like when I had moved mm-hmm. to Queens, I was still going to my middle school slash high school in Brooklyn took me about an hour and a half to two hours um, just to get to school. And so I was waking up at, like, 6. No, I had to leave my house by, like, around 6, 6.30. So I had to wake up before then. Um, And me and my sister, we was always taking the train and the bus until she, you know, kind of went to a school that was uh, near us. But she still had to take the the bus. But I'm telling you, them Mm -hmm. free Metro cards for the... Yeah, came in clutch. Okay, <laughs> it came in clutch. She was taking rides, yeah. left and right. Okay, yeah. and not to only to school, but I'm telling you, you wanted to hang out after. Okay, I got an extra swipe. We can walk. We could go somewhere. Yeah. Um, but those awesome. times was mad. It was lit, and like mm-hmm. just growing up in New York. Like I remember when we was like thinking of like what to talk about for this week and like this whole topic. I was just like, oh, I I miss the summer. Where we used to sit out on a stoop, everybody was blasting music from their house or from yeah. their cars. That's how you knew it was summertime, cause you know the, the music was just out here blasting. Um, and they right. had like the water hose like running, so like every that that was our sprinklers. Um, if you lived in the hood, but um, everybody <laughs> was just was just going fun times. Yeah. I'm telling you, like probably some of the best memories. But also, I realized like how isolated I was as a child and I think that mm. contributed to like my shyness I didn't really like go out as much as most kids I was mainly like inside like taking care of my like younger siblings um Same. Yeah. and so I was kind of just like uh, there were times I would just be like damn you know it's not fair I want to go outside <laughs> and play with them um no, but real. I also like didn't realize at the time that like you know, my parents were trying to make it work, you know, mm-hmm. by working these late jobs. And um, my mom was also trying to get back into school and stuff like that. And mm-hmm. so it's 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 very different, especially 
the area I grew up, I, I grew up around mad, like, uh, Hispanic, Latin people, and also, like, mm-hmm. mad African people. Like, I'm telling you, I knew all my aunties and stuff. Two, three blocks away from me was all walking distance. Yeah. It was lit. But at the times, I was, I was also, like, the younger, um, like, a year younger than the cousins that I kind of grew up with. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I was kind of the one that was just like, oh, I can't hang because, like, I got to go do this. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, damn. I, and I was born in the 2000s. So 2000s, I think, was a, a lit time. Um, mm-hmm. I think it was probably one of the best eras. Um, but, like, 98, mm-hmm. 99, 2000, I feel like those were one of the best, like, couple yeah. years to to yeah, have, like, dude. a good childhood. Yeah, I think I mean, like, so, basically, I, like, I was in Kansas City, Missouri for a minute and everything. Oh, so um, you was traveling. Yeah, so, like, because my dad was stationed, like, near somewhere that like, he had to drive off into. And um, I would just, like, be friends with the people in the cul-de-sac or whatever. <laughs> but, you know, my mama always said that whenever I was younger... She had such a big fucking problem with me <laughs> taking me out because I had this thing where I just automatically hugged people like oh, like strangers. You said to I'm getting friendly. <laughs> I'm getting friend and like you know like nobody like luckily I didn't hug nobody. I was like, Ew. but you know like it was just like <laughs> but like I think that was just like my approach to things. Like I don't know how to mm. talk to you, so I'm gonna be you know like, <laughs> like yeah. I didn't know you know so, like. You was doing all, you was using your body language. Literally. So, you know, I mean, growing up there was uh, very interesting because it was very whitewashed and everything. So mm-hmm. I had a very, like, different mindset around, like, my thing. I was feeling, you know, I was feeling out the woodwork and everything. Nothing uh, really resonated with me. Like, I was always be like, why is my hair not blonde? You know, like, you know, like, different <laughs> things. Or, like, why am I getting, like, hairy and shit? Like, you know, mm-hmm. like, those type of things. But that's why um, I really appreciate when I did... Um, have like the childhood with cartoons and everything oh, with, like we like, love those times right and like this being like a kid and being ex- you know exploring and stuff like that because me and my brother we used to like do like kind of like ex- like these little excursions or whatever <laughs> in our backyard we pretend to be archaeologists and i'm burying shit and uh, we gotta find it you know what I'm saying? like <laughs> i i feel you like we had this Literally. like part outside like um our apartments like i'm telling you i live right next to my aunt house like i'm telling you i would just mm-hmm. walk on over to the other side of the door and she was up right. there i said oh okay yeah. but we had like this hey. little like tree area <laughs> so we'd be over there digging and yeah. stuff and that's when i i, I knew to stop playing because i got my first ringworm so yo oh my god no that happened to me um and one of the neighbors like pools or whatever because mm-hmm. it was so fucking wild so like whenever i was little like i didn't like on top of not knowing how to communicate as well i also didn't know how to say no as well because you know my mom and dad that when they came to the states and everything they're like mm-hmm. we gotta you know we gotta keep it low we gotta be friendly and stuff like that and all that stuff you know just like part of like the anxieties of being like kind of like othered and stuff like that yeah so like I didn't know how to say no, and I remember this this <laughs> little girl that lived in front of me or whatever. Um, they had this mud puddle or whatever, mm. and um, they just had their like, bathing suits on and everything. And I remember being like, "Oh, y'all gonna go in the mud puddle?" And <laughs> like, bro, I kid you not. Like we were sitting in the mud puddle or whatever, mm-hmm. and we were pretend. You know, I don't know what we were doing. Just pretend to be mermaids or some shit like that. <laughs> 
H2O was that shit, bro. And I remember there was this hole right next to, like, adjacent to this mud puddle or whatever. Mm-hmm. And, bro, you know, I was just, like, chilling and my hand was near this hole. Bro, tell me how a fucking frog leaped out of that shit. Oh. Scared the fucking, like, plopped out, plopped onto my lap. I was like, yo. And then, you know, like, the next day, I started getting, like, these, like, you know how eczema, like, <laughs> like uh, patches and stuff? Uh, and I was like, oh, okay. Your skin was over there screaming. I was like, yo, this just, it was just too much. But, you know, I think um, those memories um, of being there helped me to, like, I think that was, like, my shell. But when mm-hmm. I moved to North Carolina um, and have the friends, y'all will probably hear me mention them from time to time, but... Trinity and Jasmine, they're my homie. They're, yeah, they're my day know. ones. You know, they're like, they, they are my North Carolina friends and everything. Um, but friends for life too. So it's mm-hmm. like, you know, that was like the first time like I got to be breaking out of my shell and everything. Yeah. And I got to see more people of color and stuff. That was different. So yeah, but I will say. The eras now, I just don't, I can't imagine what kids are doing now. I yeah. don't know what they're doing now. I'm like, <laughs> we didn't have half this, like, when I think about it, I'm like, we really didn't have half this stuff. And, like, recently we watched um, right. Godzilla versus Kong. Let us know yeah. who, y'all, who y'all think actually won. Um, mm. But that just made me think, I'm like, we didn't even have streaming platforms or, like, you know, no, all these different really. apps where you could, like, Yo. binge watch and stuff like that. Everything was, like, on DVD and, like... Or you had to go make a copy. or <laughs> Literally. I was like, no, it's crazy. And you had to have a DVD play in your house to actually watch it. Right. And then you got the, you had the bootleg pirated movies as well. Burn the disc CDs and everything. Maybe if you went to Blockbuster when it was still fucking open, mm-hmm. you could go there. Or maybe like sometimes at the like different corner stores or whatever, they'll have like a video section. Yeah. Or like if you had a Blu-ray disc and you didn't have a Blu-ray pair, oh well. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yes, you <we> struggling. <laughs> And for music too, I think music is so different too. Um, oh, I know, yeah. like my little iPod Mini or whatever. I didn't even have one. I had an Girl. MP3 player. Yeah, all my cousins saw it was that, that that shit was theirs too. <laughs> you know, <laughs> that I was just holding it just to keep it warm or some shit. Yeah. <laughs> um, you had I, to share we too. To, I feel like I, every so device much. I had, I had to like share with my siblings. Oh, that. God. Yeah. Video games are such a big part of my life, and Giovanni took advantage of that. (laughs) I love him to death now, but I remember when I was a kid, I really wanted to box him because, like, that PS2 was, you know, that was my baby. You know, my PSP was my baby. Those were hand-me-downs. And, you know, they got taken away, but it's okay. Like, (laughs) it was just, like, you know, those games. But those games, I think, those were my fondest memories, I think, for me, was um, just playing video games and, like, you know, chilling. I was playing Sonic Heroes. Y'all know what it is. You know, one day we're going to have a nerd episode and this is i'm a nerd out i'm a nerd out don't worry about it you see but, um, i could i could relate now I, I i don't really play i don't play any games at all y'all already no. know me i mean i might <laughs> i might join in you know once in every blue moon i i mean i'll play games like you know Django, uno and stuff like that but like mm-hmm. um i remember like ds's ds's that was it ds's were because Mario Kart, like, all that. Yes. And plus, you, like, DS was, like, advancing because you could, like, connect with, like, you know, mm-hmm. with other people who had DSs and stuff like that. Yeah. And then, like, you could draw on it. Those were some times. Like, I remember, like, 
just like when me and my cousins would play yeah. um, Mario Kart, we get in this big group. Everybody's over <laughs> there racing each other, yeah. playing like sixty rounds. You're like, yo, we we need to do something better. But that also reminds me um, of just like, like, do you like ever have like when you think of like, oh, when you was back then, um, making like dance routines with your cousins and stuff like that, <laughs> and y'all thought y'all was gonna. Be- Yo, funny story about that. There's a video out there that I don't know Ooh. if it's published on YouTube. Guys, if you find it, was, send it to us. Don't, don't fucking do it, bro. I, what was it? What was the song? It was by Justin Bieber. It was um, Eeny. No, 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 no. It wasn't. It was Eeny Me Mimo. It was a. Oh, but he was. Think, wasn't he featuring on that with Sean Kingston? Yeah, yeah, yeah. There was another song though. Oh my god. I think it was Eeny Me Mimo. It was like Shawty is an Eeny. Bro, I was I was busting it. Like I was going like that. I was thinking. This is my thought process. I was thinking Justin would come across it (laughs) and then be like, "Who is she?" And then (laughs) you whole Wattpad story. I was thinking that. Yo, Wattpad um, was it back then too. That's how. That's how I first found out about Fifty Shades before it became Fifty Shades. a lot of things. <laughs> well, like, I mean, I still like I was a famous writer on Wattpad, <laughs> very. Mm-hmm. But it was like you know it was like a thousand people that really liked it and stuff. It was about like a superhero girl. Anyways, so it was like a fanfic or whatever. <laughs> but it, I you know I ghosted because you know school work. I had that's why I hate about it that I had to let go of certain like um hobbies that I had just mm-hmm. because you know life happens or whatever. But you know I think. Now that I'm in my adulthood, it's so weird. I feel like I'm in a transition where I want to be as childish, but as maturely childish as I can be. <laughs> like the child is still there, still there. And I said, no, I bro. said Fifty Shades. I got the wrong one. It was Which after. One? That was a whack. after. Yes. Oh my god! And no, then they made it to a whole movie one. now. So, but it, the movie Yo. was whack. Wattpad, the book was still good. Okay. I mean, it's, it's a toxic as it, hell it really like, is. relationship. It was so toxic. Like, when I, I remember reading that, I was like, "Oh my god!" Like, like someone, someone's neck pulling. Like, <laughs> like all this thing. And like, I'm telling you, all the people in my in my like my grade was like reading that. And like, wait, no you way, know really? about that? Wow, yo, those no those were some fun times, but. Like, just even think about, like, going back to when you said, like, cartoons and, like, you know, shows and stuff like that. Like, having to, like, run up to, like, the TV because they'd be doing that 7, 8 central, whatever, because you was not getting oh <laughs> You got to make sure yes, you're right on bro. the clock. That that was just a miracle. And Disney Channel, I'm telling you, superior. Like, we had that so raving, Kim Possible. Like, good luck, oh Charlie. God. All those shows... Damn. Cartoon Network was there for me too. Cartoon Network, I think, with my favorite cartoon was of all time, like to this day, will be Teen Titans. Yeah, all around. Like y'all see the, how the, <laughs> the Wonder Woman put right there. Like <laughs> so, whole thing. Like that was my show. But also too, I think it was a Totally Spy. That was my show oh, too. I love Totally they, Spies. Oh my god! I don't know if Winks was ever part of any of these. Yeah, but I think but Winx was Winx just was like somewhere that. there. Yeah, but it, it was like another show, like network yeah they yeah. had you know you had like no i remember um t nick that was my show because i mean that was yeah. my channel because they had the grassy on it and then they had like <laughs> t nick top 10 
Don't ask me why, but that was bop. That was a bop. I'm Degrassi for fan sure. fiction, yo, the grassy fan fiction was wild as fuck. And <laughs> like, if you knew, that's you saw Drake before he came into a rapper, so <laughs> he was such a favorite memory for me. Like I remember seeing one episode, and I remember I seeing Drake again. I was like, he looked familiar, but I don't know why. <laughs> <laughs> like I was like, oh shit, you had a, had a whole acting career. Okay, <laughs> I don't know why. And like think of like other channels. Weirdly enough, I feel mm-hmm. like um. I was always into like Lifetime and Investigation Discovery. Some point during my like teenage like, <laughs> yeah, and I'm yeah. still into it. Those like my she still those is. my top shows now. <laughs> Yo, she a grandma with the Lifetime. I swear to God, bro. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I love me my classics. Oh my gosh! But you know, sometimes yeah. I tune into. I used to tune into a little Harm- Hallmark, but um. <laughs> I'm so she said, old. A little switch up, a little switch up. <laughs> I can't. But um, I think yeah, yeah. We had like we was bopping to like so many things. Like we had um, and like different brands. We had like Apple Bottoms. We had Rockaway. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, what was a Fila? Yeah. No, 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 Fubu's. <laughs> oh my god, bro! That shit was. <laughs> That it was a different story, and oh, then when man. it had the song, she got them apple bottom jeans, and then you had the jeans on. Bro, when I say the middle school dances was something that else, bro. I'm Yo. okay. The middle school dances and stuff, and high school dances. Those was a little wild before everybody else got on, and now everybody's just standing around. Um, I know, like, you know, everybody was at the time before it was. Before I heard of like grinding and all that stuff, that's when I was like, everybody was like, oh, blah, 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 dubbing, blah, blah, blah. And you're like, oh, oh, oh. Everybody was all up in that crate in the circle. No, for real. I think I was always in the outer part of the circle trying to see who, like, I was nosy with it. I was like, who doing what with who? Was she doing what? In the grind line? I was like, yo. Because that was the topic for the week. (laughs) That was. I remember, uh, you know that song, Wobble or whatever? Oh. Play Wobble. <laughs> when I say it, that was the first time <laughs> that I figured out I had hips. <laughs> I was like, oh. yo. I was like, damn. I'm what am I doing? You. Yo, it was so wild. I remember trying to appeal to my crush at that time. <laughs> I was in the gymnasium. Trying to be like, you see All me the was in the, the gym. <laughs> always the gym bro i was like it was so musty in there nobody knew how to fucking wear deodorant <laughs> <laughs> we were still growing we were learning how to Literally. you know pamper our bodies but um I, it was just yeah. high school me and middle school wait what was you like in high school and middle school or like what was the transition like i would say i gotta i feel like my middle school and my high school probably were a little similar but my middle school honestly i mean my elementary school i think that's where I felt like I was a different person. Like, I'm telling you, mm-hmm. I try to... I feel like I was, like, in the wrong crowd where I didn't fully know who I was yet. And so, mm-hmm. I was just, like, in these different groups. I mean, I had some fun times. I had, you know, made some friends. And I still, like, see them from a distance. Um, like, meaning, like, on social media and stuff like that. Um, but, and just, like... But PS106... That that was just a different time. We did mm-hmm. talent shows, but I that was when I was like, 
I want to say that was when I was fresh. I was trying to be a fresh little. Uh, I needed. I need somebody to humble me. I was. Oh, I was in with the wrong God. crowd, and I was just like, I felt mm-hmm. like I was just doing too much. Like right yeah. now, I think about it, I'm like, there is no way you was doing all that, and I was like, there's no mm-hmm. way. <laughs> I was doing way too much. I think it was just because I was repressed at home. I think um, whenever I, I think high school me was so different. Like mm-hmm. each year was so different. Cause um, you can ask like Trin and Jazz, like they, like, the way I was in freshman year is so different when I was a senior and the way I was a senior to now is so different. I mean, obviously that's great. Yeah. But, like, we always I tell the you, you're the, the most that we felt like changed in the like time that we know you and it was since freshman yeah. year so no that that was exactly probably like, well it was like for them too it was like damn like because like in freshman year of high school and everything i was very i was still very shy but i was also very like people pleasing too mm. and i remember like being very meekly and very like shy but, but also to like try to be like with the wrong crowd mm. and stuff like that and then um sophomore year was my happy year i don't know why but then, <laughs> <laughs> then junior year was a like was off the charts because mm-hmm. i was working and then i was also going to school and then um during that time i feel like i was just on survival mode but then senior year that's when i entered my rebellion phase and girl um, <laughs> that, that was the first time where i was really you know like those uh plot lines and like a uh, family sitcom shows mm-hmm. it's like you doing too much right now. You <laughs> you you out here sneaking out with your little friends. That, you didn't that come back for curfew. Was me. <laughs> that for was me too, being. bro. Like like literally, like I remember one time I came back. Mm. <laughs> Sorry, mom. <laughs> <laughs> but I remember coming back home a very drunk one time, and I remember like laying in my bed. I was like, I'm a changed person, and it was like this whole entire like like uh, you know those uh coming uh, what was it coming to life or was it. Uh, oh, coming to age, called? like the coming, coming to, to age, age novels and stories. <laughs> it was a, it was such a coming to age moment where I was just like, I am free now. And I, was like, <laughs> I was like, I had this whole entire like epiphany, but you know, I was also still hanging out with the wrong crowd too. I was mm-hmm. hanging around people that weren't like, I mean, they, at the time they were fun, they were, you know, I mean, childish or whatever, because we were like what seventeen, eighteen, nineteen or whatever. Yeah, but it was definitely a complete turnaround i feel like whenever i got to freshman year of college i was trying to make up be a goody goody for all the times that i wasn't a goody goody <laughs> Ooh, you got a past year. life i had a past like you know i was just like we can't we can't go back into that we can't go back to them habits damica and you know that's why i got the bangs <laughs> <laughs> that's so funny like to hear about it because like I'm just like wow to like knowing you from freshman year. I know you changed, but like to hear like how you were like before I got to know you. That's a different story. And I'm like, I, yeah. I was reckless too, cause yeah. like during like early middle school, like elementary school, I I, I think I was a very angered child. Um, <laughs> cause I was getting into fights and like no way. I was just like, um, you know what? It was just one time. We had go ahead. We had this little beef with these group of uh like Hispanic like girls mm-hmm. um and it was like me and my friends and we was like yeah. the, we was in an auditorium and we was practicing for a talent show and because we was doing with my hair um so we did a whole choreography and stuff for that um Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> I, I don't think y'all gonna find that video so 
but go ahead and find it y'all <laughs> after that like whole like rehearsal whatever they like our two groups were done or whatever and so they sent us like back outside so we could like play because it was during our lunch time that we was doing a rehearsal and so right. as we're all going down the the like steps and the auditorium is on the very top floor and we got to go outside all the way downstairs and outside we oh. over there chasing each other like over there trying oh. to trying to fight each other i'm, just, I'm telling oh. you oh, yeah we and we messy. got the ones we were the ones that got in trouble in the long run but I'm not yeah, gonna even say it too much, <laughs> but I'm just saying it was just Yo. it was wild. It was wild. Um yeah. but yeah, now yeah. I feel like when I went into middle school, I was the only one that got accepted into the middle school that I was going into. And so like oh, wow. everybody else was going to like the other other school, two ninety one. Um so I was like, Oh, I'm coming in here with no friends and everybody that I went to middle school with knew each mm-hmm. other already and stuff like that so i was trying to find like my group of friends and stuff um mm-hmm. and then i had like my my uh middle school slash high school bestie um because we had like okay. we had to share lockers at the time and it wasn't even big lockers no it was like small way. lockers like the um really yeah so that's how we became friends and then we was riding it all throughout high school um and but like i felt like Throughout high school, I was definitely more calm. I think going into that school, it made me become a calmer person. Because um, mm-hmm. I just felt like I had so much built up that I was just like, okay, what? Like, why are we right. fighting for it? At this point, it was just no reason. Like, any little thing, and I just wanted to like, yeah. I don't know. I just felt always like outside of the groups, and then. I, I came to the point where I was like, oh, now by, like, high school, like, middle school, like, late middle school, I was, like, in all these different friend groups and stuff like that, and I didn't even realize that was someone, like, who I would be, um, and so, even now, like, I, I feel like I'm like, oh, it's crazy, like, um, if you get to know me, because I was told I'm the most antisocial, social person mm-hmm. ever, <laughs> Um, and I'm just Yo, like, that's yeah, that's mad funny because I'm like, I, now I'm like very, yeah. very to myself. I feel like, um, but yeah, yeah. wow. But yeah. I was always studious. That was one thing that I carried throughout. Same, same. I think I always had to be because mm-hmm. I think that was the only thing I could control in my life and everything. So I was like, yeah, let me do that. But like everything else, like I think puberty really hit me like a truck, bro. Like, <laughs> so many, t- like I really like lo- the way I looked in freshman year to like uh, of high school to like senior year of high school then to like now to i mean from freshman year of college to now and everything or like i don't know that's why i'm a really firm believer that like we still in puberty mode you yeah know what I'm like, that's still, i think that like, too because i'm like mm-hmm. i don't think we're done yet i'm <laughs> yeah like i'm like probably <laughs> at 30 <laughs> um probably at 30 you know hopefully you know i think 30 is gonna be I'm so excited to be 30. Y'all don't understand. Ah, <laughs> she said I'm excited. Um, I really am. I don't know. I'm excited for my 20s in general mm-hmm. because I feel like, I think I've, le- I, even though I'm only 22, I feel like I've already, shit, I've already seen shit like so much and mm-hmm. everything that I'm like, you know, trying to approach 25. I'm like, um, <laughs> I'm trying to approach 25 with a very, you know, tread lightly <laughs> type of thing. Mm-hmm. I'm like, eh, let's make sure nothing else happens. But you know, like, I think, What's really crazy is um how do you feel like um who you are now like now. you could because i've seen this trend on tiktok where it was like what if your like 15 16 year old self 
how to meet your now self? Like, what would that be mm. like? Mm. Damn, that's crazy. I, I'm just mm. like, I'm now I'm very, I'm more like more to myself than anything. Um, and I just feel like it's always crazy to just see where I'm at. I'm, I feel like I'm just very work motivated, like. And I'm, like, very focused on one, like, particular goal right now, like, in my life. Mm -hmm. And that's, like, you know, finishing up college and, like, looking, like, career-wise. I feel like some grown things, and I'm only, like, 21. But um, I'm, like, I feel like my 15-year-old self was kind of just still trying to, like, figure out, like, who I was as a person. Um, mm-hmm. and I didn't know how to take things like really well. Like I was, I was the type of person, I was the crier. Um, mm-hmm. and Same. so I think I didn't have like as much faith in myself back then, or I was, mm-hmm. I would say I was more of the follower than the leader. Um, Same. and now I'm kind of like, I really don't give two shits. Um, I'm just Literally. doing me, um, yeah. and yeah. just kind of like. I, I have the goal. I'm just, like, very focused on, like, where I want to go in life. So, like, mm-hmm. yeah, it's it's crazy. But what about you? I would have to switch the age around because <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. Because I think my 15-year-old self would just not believe me. Like, mm-hmm. But I think if I had to meet, I think the one age that I've always, like, returned to fondly just because I was like, oh, you're such a little, you're such a little bad kid. <laughs> like, like, is I think maybe my... 18 year old self um 18 17 to mm. 18 um primarily 18 to 19 too but 18 <laughs> 18 year old self meeting my 22 year old self i think i think when i was 18 i was very angry at the world and everything mm-hmm. i was very like i was like fed up with like shit why does everything always have to happen like i was dealing with family issues i was dealing with like school issues and i was you know, dealing with issues as me as a person and everything, I was like, I'm tired of like, um, kind of going like being like the background character and everyone yeah. else's like stories and stuff. And emotionally, I didn't know how to handle my emotions. Oh, I, um, that definitely wasn't I, me. That was like yeah, my senior year. Yeah, like I was like I remember like my automatic response to everything was crying because I just didn't know how to like process like certain stuff. And um, you know, I think I, I took it out on vices with like you know like drinking and stuff like that and mm-hmm. like going out too much and stuff and just being messy but i mean you know that messy time that i was in i think it was because i was just so lost and everything i was yeah. so um hurt too during that time so i think you know when you act out in that way and now looking back at it i'm like oh that poor baby you know like mm-hmm. she just needs a hug type of thing so i feel like now um you know i'm still working on it but i will say that um even though um, I've had a lot of misslips in my life and I've had a lot of you know setbacks and stuff like that up until this point, um, from this point on, I feel more confident in myself. I feel more rest assured because like there's nothing I think when I was 18 that I couldn't control. Like mm. there's certain things that I was like, you know what, it is what it is. I think that was what I was struggling to come to terms with is you know so some things you have to let it be. Yeah. And everything. Yeah. That's all I feel right now. Yeah, your pathway is gonna open and I feel like my pathway right now is opening. I think um for the longest I felt so unsure of my writing, I felt so unsure about myself as a person mm. and you know, who did I wanna speak up to? And, you know, eventually it came to a point where I was like, I wanna be able to be there for um 
people who have experienced the same things I've experienced and everything, you know, rewrite to them and everything and, um, you know, be in communities that are doing great things and stuff like that and be part of the communities that are doing mm -hmm. great things, you know. I think that's the one thing I always want to aspire to is, um, you know, when I say I want to be as maturely childish as I can be, I think for me that's like returning back to the things that make me happy. Yeah. Because those are the things that inspired me. Those are the things that maybe into the person I am today. Mm -hmm. So I think um, even though I want to be like a magazine writer, I also want to go into sex work. I also want to go into fashion and makeup. And, you know, I also want to be a mentor for uh, other people and everything. And just be kind of like a big sister role model. I feel like yeah. that's what I see myself as with my 18-year-old self is I see her as like my little sister that's, you know, acting reckless, acting up, <laughs> being a fool or whatever. And then and I see myself now being like that big sister role, being like, okay, you done? All right. Um, yeah. <laughs> let's go ahead and meditate. Let's go ahead and talk. But I think, you know, to get to that point though, I think that for me, it just took a lot of support. It took a lot of therapy. It took a lot of healing and, um, yeah, I think, like you said, like, right now, there's so many goals I have in my head and everything. I think right now it's just working towards them at my pace, you yeah. know, at my pace. And, like, just going back, I, I feel like also, too, like, just to think of, like, I feel like this is definitely the time where I'm still working on things and, like, figuring things out. And I realized, mm -hmm. too, I feel like because I've always been very work-focused, um, how much, how important it is also just to have time for yourself and not like, like you're gonna get there eventually. Um, exactly. But yeah. if you can enjoy like things that are going on or like be in the moment, um, cause you're never gonna get that back. Like that's just something that, never. you know, it just doesn't live. And I feel like, um, sometimes I don't allow myself to be in a moment because I'm always like oh I need to do this I need to do this because I'm like looking towards like my career or you know um something that's just like very work focused and heavy um and I'm like me back then I always just wanted to be part of the crew um <laughs> and I was like you don't you don't need to uh do that and yeah. like you just like appreciate yeah. like um you know the friends that you do have and like the time that you have uh within yourself um and I, I think that's a lot of it I feel like I was very lost and focused on like where I wanted I, I know for a very long time like since fourth or fifth grade that I wanted to do like writing um and so that's why mm -hmm. you know yeah, we're yeah. but I, now I'm kind of like okay we knew that so let's take the time to actually enjoy like the phases of life that you're going through yeah. um but yeah and before we like you know end this off i think it's very important um that we explain how we became friends because i feel like yeah, you know it's part bad. of like how damn boo like <laughs> right it wouldn't even be damn boo if we didn't even meet so i didn't like i think for me um so basically we we've been in the same classes before mm -hmm. uh, we were in one other class together in freshman year and everything of the first semester freshman um, year man girl like i remember seeing you and i remember th i remember thinking i was like oh i kind of want to be her friend but i was like <laughs> you know i didn't i didn't want to be like i didn't have like the social energy i didn't know how to approach I was yeah like, and now, you know, yeah it's like, the same thing i'm like i'm not yeah. about to like i wasn't really like approach person too i still like really yeah it, it, like i'm not really approachable 
Like I won't go to you first, but right. if you talk to me, babe, right. I'll come. I'll talk to you. <laughs> exactly, and that's how I had that. So go into our second semester. <laughs> we were in another class together. Yo, um, I'm telling you, we stay being in each other's class. Um, yo, year was, after it year, it had to be, bro. It was just like y'all not gonna talk. All right, next class. <laughs> And I always but, knew, yeah. I was like, I saw her, and I was just like, oh, she's the girl that sit on the other side of the room. Because our classes <laughs> were spit, like, split into two different, like, sides. Literally. And yeah. we never sat near each other, nothing. Like, never had a group project where we worked together. Um, I just Mm-mm. saw her, and I was like, oh. I, oh, I know who. Like, she looked familiar. She's on the other side of the she, room. Same. <laughs> like, I remember, I remember, I was like, I've seen her on campus before. Like, yeah, she's in I my class. Like, yeah, but yeah, I was I like, that. that don't mean I gotta go up and talk to her. I ain't talking to who? <laughs> but at the same time, too, I did not have no friends. And I think that the, the day, so the day that we met, <laughs> so we were walking out of class and uh, I just got this new jacket or whatever. It was a puffer jacket. Because <laughs> she from Oak Crack and Wacky, y'all. She, she was out here playing games with the weather. I, I, first off, it's real cold. Okay. <laughs> Okay, it's real. I don't know how y'all know Northerners do this, but it's too cold. <laughs> she is thirty-one. <laughs> it's too sturdy. It's too windy. <laughs> but, um, I'm, we passed by each other. I don't know who talked first, but I remember you said something about my jacket. I was like, oh, "Thank you." I love Did jacket. I? You know, I feel like I, I, I felt like Did it I? was you that said something. Oh, probably it was me. But we was the only two them. people in the hallway. That's yeah, mad we funny because I was like people. on my way to go meet Scott. At that point, I already had like. Um, mm-hmm. I knew Alexis and Sky because we had met mm-hmm. like very early on in semester. Um, mm-hmm. But I was just kind of like, I'm comfortable with like, you know, my group of people that I know already. So I wasn't right. really looking for no friends. <laughs> I was like, Literally. Um, and, and then she's like, we like talk, like, I'm like, I must have said, yeah, like, I like a jacket or something like that. Um, uh, yeah. Not knowing and that I was, the- I was going to make a friend because I was looking at her. I was like. How hope she just take the compliment and, and and just go about her day because I was just trying no. to be her friend. No, I was pushing it because I was like, bitch, I'm really lonely right now. <laughs> and I was like, I'm not trying to make no new friends. I don't know about you. Um, I was so lonely, bro. You understand? I was like, I had no friends. <laughs> and yet here, I was over here trying to reject. I was like, how can I? The Scorpio and me had to take over because I was like, "So what? What you about to do? Yeah, you were like, oh, 'Oh, I'm about to go eat.'" And then that's when I don't know if you invited me or if I invited myself, but either or, I was sitting at the table with you. Yeah, and Scott. I was like, <laughs> oh, not me out here." Because <laughs> I was like, at first, like the first group of people who we met on campus kind of just like vanished like that. Like we know, like yeah. see them time to time, like here and there, but. um mm-hmm. I was just like, uh, <laughs> I don't even know if she's gonna, cause I was going to Scott, lunch with Sky, so <laughs> I was like, now me inviting somebody else, um, and just like, then we became friends. I was like, at first, what I guess, what were your like first impressions? Cause I was over here like, fuck, what does Sky make me call her Harriet or something? Harris. Like I was like, why she did that? <laughs> I was like, bro, and I remember being like, all right, Harris, and like, she was just like, thank you, and I think that's when we, like, clicked, but like, I think for you and me, we just, like, clicked over, like, maybe, like, TV shows or something, mm-hmm. we just kept talking, and then we just, talk, like, I think over time, we got more comfortable, I think, I want to say the time that we all solidified our friendship, or whatever, 
was when um you know how i used to stand so far back from the door when yeah I she was on mad at going in she okay that's how you know too because we was inviting like at this point that's how you knew like you became friends because people would yeah, come to the suite i'm like a regular um but she would always literally. stand mad far back from the door and i'm like girl Bro. if you don't she was over there, Miss Shy. Um, yeah, I was shy. I just didn't. I felt like I was too all up in the door, and then you were like, "Bro, why you falling back?" Like, and you didn't open the door one time, and I think yeah, I said you gonna like, stand outside there by yourself. I said, "Open the fuck up." <laughs> <laughs> Everybody said I was like, "Ooh, so we in the group now?" Yeah, <laughs> and, and then like, it yeah. just became mad comfortable. I'm telling you, when I first saw Demica, I was just like, I was like, "She's cute, whatever," but I was just like. I was like too late you stuck I, me, I was like you no know, it's funny because we talked about this before and I was like I didn't even think I was gonna be your friend mm-hmm. but look here we are I mean we we, we be over here fighting we just fought fighting. yesterday we did I almost knocked I asked out if you want- Not, I'm, I'm joking guys but <laughs> she wasn't I asked if she wanted to take it outside or inside it's okay <laughs> <laughs> she was over there pressed but know. you know <laughs> I mean, eventually, y'all seen how Damboo is unfolding. But, yeah. I mean, to wrap up Vent Pals, what are you looking towards to in the future? I'm looking towards... I feel like um, I found peace mm-hmm. as of now. So, I think right now, I'm looking towards more adventures, more experiences. You know, I still want to travel the world. I still want to you know take my writing craft to another level and everything i have a lot of hobbies and i feel like i want to see those go into full fruition so i hope my future aspirations is to continuously grow in mm. whatever field i'm in and um foster that growth and embrace it however it may be how about you friend yeah i'm career-wise I was like, I feel like for a while now, I've been saying in the long run, I want to be a travel journalist. So I hope Mm -hmm. that happens. I definitely just want to learn more about other people's cultures, um, different Mm -hmm. communities and stuff like that. And I feel like coming from New York City and then coming here to Boston, I could definitely see the dynamics is different. Um, It's real different, but just kind of like seeing how other people um, approach or like... um, are grew up i think it's really interesting too just to be like in a dorm room and seeing like how different people grew up um, from different parts of the world um but overall i think i just want to like you said like peace i think that's one one thing um another thing is just being comfortable within my own uh, like mindset even though i feel like i've gotten into that a little bit like not giving Mm -hmm. too much care about like what other people think i think your biggest like enemy is yourself um and so i feel like what i'm trying to learn now i can't really like think for the future um because that's like it could change in a matter of quick like quickness um so but just saying like being in the moment, enjoying the moment, um, and just continuing to work hard to whatever it is that I'm that I'm doing. You know, we got about next year, um, so we graduate. Then I'm and also trying different things, like being even more open. Um, yeah. I feel like I've definitely learned a lot and tried a, a lot of new things since 
like since coming from high school um and i'm just i'm just excited for whatever whatever comes well said friend well said well that's it for ven pals um we're gonna move on to um a messier side of our show yeah i already know diaries okay so here we are with the shamble diaries so we this this episode we're gonna be talking about um chloe kardashian's four-part essay um in which (laughs) a whole essay child on social media and mappy was like i'm not reading that i'm sorry um and just like that whole like meme with the text like oh i'm sorry for you or whatever it's like i'm sorry for you i understand but i'm not reading that (laughs) um and i hope you okay but (laughs) i was like y'all be clowning on twitter for real um, <laughs> but she came out with uh like a some notes i don't i don't even know what to call it let's say it's just an essay the paragraphs it's, okay it was polished it was very polished <laughs> it was, yeah it was never before seen okay um <laughs> aesthetic wise i give it an a you know i give it an a yeah it was very you know i'm um, getting great very camba mm-hmm. <laughs> maybe it was it was, it was cute mm-hmm. um you know context wise I don't know about A, but you gonna you gonna have to explain it to me, friend. Cause yeah. you know I took my week off of social media, so yeah, she out, <laughs> she out here taking social media breaks. So she's you know the fault is on me. And y'all know I don't even if you know me, I don't even really be on social media like that. So <laughs> <laughs> we gonna be struggling here. Um, it's okay. <laughs> but she came up with a like a a four part like um, explanation of. Uh, there was this picture that was released of her and her body and she didn't mm-hmm. uh, agree with the photo coming out or she didn't want it posted by whoever posted the photo and so she basically went on to like a whole explanation I mean you could call it a rant basically too um, mm-hmm. of her addressing like you know people should have the right over the control of if you know images of them are released um and if you know someone says they don't want that picture released um they shouldn't and you know we saw her transform over the time that she was in the light of the media but also as like a young child all the way until like like right currently where she's at right now um and so she's kind of like i think you guys should respect that okay that's the part where i was like okay that makes sense yeah if you don't Mm -hmm. want a photo of you out there that someone is posting you know you do have the right to be like can you take it down all this and all that right right and then she goes on to explain like well you know she's not asking for like sympathy in a way but people should respect her as a human especially people should acknowledge her um humanism because she is still a person that still gets attacked on the internet and all that stuff and Mm -hmm. she's like even though i've grown up with this privilege some people like oh you put yourself there especially being you know Mm -hmm. on the the reality show that her and her family has um but i i'm like it kind of like contradicted itself and stuff like that because it was Mm -hmm. i didn't understand like what the after effect was of it and then kind of just like 
what she like what she as a person has done in her past to others that are not com- like that probably weren't comfortable with their body or how their body was displayed because she did attack several other people um especially too and we're like yeah we do understand in which you have your own privacy and people should respect it um Mm -hmm. and but at the same time it was like you were still putting down these other women as well um Mm -hmm. and it was she apparently like not too long ago when she was like 33 or something like that she had posted a photo of chloe grace moretz um and basically, I guess, like, attacking her um, while she was 19. And so, Whew. it's like, you got to realize how this is going to come full force. Because, mm-hmm. you know, people bringing out receipts of how you was reacting in the past. And then after right. that whole explanation, too, there was also a, a video on IG about um, that she was just showing off, like, her body. And, you know, do, do what you got to do. But it just... I think the meaning behind it was different because it was like, well, were you posing to, you know, come like satisfy other people's like opinions or like, you know, try to do something about haters. And that's where it was kind of like, okay, now I'm, I don't understand your message. Um, because it kind of seems like now you're just taking this to, I don't know, do some like, some grimy revengeful stuff and i was just like this you taking away the whole point and just to think like she's like i never asked to be put in this spotlight of like you know being looked to as a role model um but there's so many so many people that you know either like go in for like surgery or want Mm -hmm. to have like features of what the kardashians look like and Mm -hmm. i think you enforce that in a way too because you like had like you put forward what it is that you think society should kind of like mm. look like or you know um it's kind of like she's like oh yeah it's the same thing i like photoshop and all that it's like the same thing like getting my hair and nails done but at the same time it's kind of sending off this message like especially to younger um younger individuals that look up to them um this is like the type of beauty standards that you have or this is where Mm -hmm. you can be accepted there's no shame in you know um being able to transform or you know expressing the body your body the way you want to but i think there's just some things that's just like need to be addressed yeah i mean especially with her family like continuously stealing from very explicit parts of black culture Mm -hmm. and everything it's sort of just like did you like you didn't necessarily put yourself in the spotlight all right but you agreed to be part of the show you never laughed you never you know what i'm saying like there's a you have to take accountability there you kind of have to take accountability for the way that you are perpetuating like you are possibly like you are definitely one of those uh, models that are constantly looked at um especially within your family and everything so people looking at that and seeing the way that it's photoshopped the ways that your body like my body modifications to me don't really matter as much it's just the fact that you are purporting it as like natural and it's not natural mm-hmm. like you have worked on it it's okay to maybe i worked on it like girl. yeah it's like it's no shame and all that but if you're gonna right. go ahead and be like oh this is natural and then write in your your essay 
that oh yeah you love a little filter and photoshop here and there and all this then is it really natural um yeah i mean i would be transparent like if i'm modifying my body in that type of way i'll be transparent like yeah girls photoshop like, mm -hmm. <laughs> i want to look a little like this or whatever but like in the end of the day like to say that you're not it's that's the problem that's that's the issue because now you're making a whole another narrative saying that this is what body beauty looks like mm -hmm. naturally and if you don't have this then what you doing you know and that's not that's not the message we needed to put out there yeah for sure um we we just hope i mean especially if you're not asking um yeah we know you didn't ask to be a role model to people but i think you have to understand that you do have an influence on how people um you know look up to you or like react to certain things or um want to you know have all these changes um and look for you to inspiration so I think it's better that you just take accountability of like what it is that you're doing and where you're coming, like what the approach yeah. is. And you can't just be, you can't be contradicting yourself, okay? Absolutely not. Like maybe you're not a role model, but you are like in everybody's like explore page mm -hmm. and constantly being like mass produced in all types of media. So mm -hmm. it's like, I mean, you are brand, so people are gonna brand the, the way yeah. that you are putting yourself out there, so. Yeah, and it's, it's like, within the whole, like, framework of everything that you do. Because it's, like, even though you, you got to think of, too, like, you know, the type of, like, image or, like, context that you're putting out there. And not to even forget about your past as well of um, if you're dragging other women down um, for how their body exactly. looks like or stuff like that, that exactly. now it's, like okay where's the real issue sweetheart um right. and i forgot yep so we out here wrapping up this episode we know it was a long one but hopefully we y'all enjoyed it but you know what do you have for mention and intention this week so i have two things um mm -hmm. one of the things i wanted to mention was um, you know, I think we've talked a little bit about embracing new chapters, you know, embracing the changes as it goes on through life. And I know that's easier said than done, but I think another part of that too is, you know, not letting the past hold you back. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. I think there's so much things that did happen to us in the past, whatever histories that look like or whatever, but then the day we can't control them. All we can do now is be in the present and everything. And yeah, for sure. You know, I think embracing those new chapters requires you to let go of some things in the past um, and make peace with it or cope with it. You know, I think making peace with it is what, the way I had to do it because I mean, letting go of it was it felt too abrasive and everything. But you know, I think mm -hmm. making peace uh, with what happened and everything um, and various parts of my life, whether I was struggling with. You know anxiety and depression or if i was struggling with um you know different parts of my trauma history and everything with sexual trauma or even just like family issues and stuff like that i think there's so many things that you can't really control in that end so in the end of the day i think embracing new chapters um allows you to not be stuck in those times you know what i'm saying but uh i think a second part of that is um pour into your cup before you pour into others because mm. I think mm, yeah. I like that yeah because like we can't like I, I think a lot of the things that I do now um I want to do it because I want to help people and everything but I know I can't mm. do that if my cup is empty like dry mm. arid nothing in there so I gotta 
pour into my cup, not only just to help others though, um, but to also pour into my cup because it's my cup, you know, I deserve that. I deserve mm -hmm. to be able to feel fulfillment, be able to feel whole um, in all the things that I do. And um, even the days where I do struggle with, you know, mental health or, you know, emotions or whatever, just like, you know, things happen, healing isn't linear, so you gotta deal with the ups and downs and dips and lows or whatever, but um, I think pouring into your cup continuously with love, with support, with warmth, uh, with reassurance, with confidence, whatever that looks like for you, do that because you absolutely cannot spread yourself into other cups of other people's or whatever other spaces if you don't do it to yourself first, so. Yeah. That's that's not important because mm -hmm. how you about to give everybody else all your energy, and now you don't even got energy for yourself for the next minute or the next hour or the next day. Literally. Um, and it's like you can only give so much that your body just starts, you know, letting you down. So, mm -hmm. um, but for me, I just want to keep practicing how to be unapologetic. Um. And not being afraid to yes. make any mistakes. Mm -hmm. it, bro, mm. this is life, okay? Yeah. Life is as, you know, we're, we're lucky to have lived this long. And so we we, we don't know everything. Sure. I think that's just like yeah. one thing that I've definitely learned all the time. You're not going to know everything. It's, so afraid. it's okay to ask for help, um, but it's also... A, okay to be able to make mistakes um and the point is that you learn from it um and not saying you know you can't you can't do this and oh you have to like be perfect all the time and sometimes even the happiest people are some of the saddest people because you know it's just kind of the this energy of like not being able to be really them or you know having to express what is it that they think other people need from them when it's like just be you and I feel I, as I grow uh, more and more I'm learning about the things that I like or would like for the future mm -hmm. and not taking too much into consideration of what other people think of me because in the long run you're gonna have haters yeah. and you're gonna have appreciators okay yeah. Mm -hmm. Not everybody has to like you and you don't have to like everybody else. I think that's oh. one thing that that like runs in a cycle yeah. um yeah. you don't have to please everybody um mm -hmm. and the world wasn't meant for that because it's so we would all be having the same thoughts um and we'd be having all the same reactions and um actions so at that point don't be afraid to be you um especially growing up you know it's different um when you see in the long run like of who you become but i think as you take the time and just get to learn more about yourself um don't let other people downplay you and mm -hmm. you know play you and because you know some of the some of the trends that wasn't cool back then is now on and bopping now and you was probably one of the main ones so yep. <laughs> um yep. and i just wanted to like you know make sure you feel all right with yourself and just make sure that you as a person understand what is it that you want because in the end of the day right the life is yours and when you feel satisfied with whatever it is that you want 
you can do better um mentally mentally and physically um and so yeah i'm just like take it day by day okay appreciate what it is that you do have um and always learn to work and build on yourself i think that's something we always are always trying to do and mm -hmm. um that's why we just we be rolling out here with different projects right. figuring out what it is that we do and it's all right if your thoughts change over time about things you do like or you don't like um yeah. because that's all right i think that's such an important message because you know and then i think i think i was talking about this with you yesterday um mm -hmm. where you know even though sorry if y'all hear that but um mm -hmm. even though um i may feel a certain type of way i may seek a validation from others or whatever I'm never gonna feel fulfilled by that validation because I don't believe in myself. You know, if I don't, if I'm asking if other people how I feel about my body or how I feel about mm -hmm. my looks, how I feel about what I'm doing in my career, my life, whatever, if I'm asking constantly from them and they give me that that band-aid temporary reassurance or maybe the opposite or whatever, it's not gonna matter in the long run because that's not what I believe. You know what I'm saying? So mm -hmm. I think you know, working from the inside out and not giving a fuck whatever anyone else has to say about yep. it i think that's the biggest thing um to be and yeah and just knowing you know a lot of uh, people do prey on other people's downfall yep. um but i think as long as you got your back you can you can push through it um and not pay too much mind about that um especially you know growing up as a, a black or brown creative in this world i think mm -hmm. it's very hard to kind of achieve that because if you're looking to please someone there's as soon as you you fulfill this one step there's something else they're going to expect of you and it keeps going yeah. something else as you fill that one expectation something else they're going to expect of you and so you don't want to live down that path um and mm -hmm. we're all we're all just i mean we're young for our age and we still got a lot so <laughs> No, you know really. exactly like i think for the longest time i struggled with the thought that i felt broken and everything mm -hmm. like i felt like there was something wrong with me and that you know stems from a lot of you know deep-rooted insecurities deep-rooted trauma or deep-rooted things with people relationships i think regardless of whatever point or interaction you have with yourself in your life or whatever don't let anybody tell you who you are you know what i'm saying mm -hmm. like who you represent because in the end of the day like it's all you baby like it's you yeah. you were the one that's waking up every day with yourself you know it's you that's uh doing the dang thing for, for whatever it is you know people are gonna have they're gonna say what they're gonna say regardless mm -hmm. yeah and it's it's not it's not something is wrong with you it's just that this society has not come to understanding more individuals um from time to time yeah. but you know we're gonna wrap it up that is it for this episode um and mm -hmm. you know we want to say thank you to everyone that's been listening that been that's you know has been following our whole Absolutely. journey throughout this podcast and even possibly before um and mm -hmm. we do have something special coming up very soon Yay. um so we hope y'all can definitely be <laughs> present because we looking forward to <laughs> hearing from y'all and you know hopefully y'all enjoy that yeah. but i mean i know we keep edging this on we can't just i don't we're, we're not allowed to announce it yet um but yeah 
thank you to everyone again and thank you to our team Skylar Figaro who's our marketing manager Alexis Metcalf our videographer and editor and our sound engineer Kim Knopf and also our waveform team and I also want to just say um, this month is autism awareness month so mm -hmm. make sure you know that you're you're being more present about learning how to be an ally and how to help other individuals as well and as we record this tomorrow will be uh ramadan so happy ramadan yeah. um eid mubarak to everybody yeah and mm -hmm. we're also like uh the remembrance of uh holocaust victims uh, had just passed as well so mm -hmm. um we you know want to take the time and make sure that we acknowledge all the things that's going on um i believe they call it yam hasha um mm -hmm. and instead of just you know that's i i recently learned that's more respectful um some people prefer that um right. but yeah i'll keep rambling thank you guys and thank you that's a wrap that's a wrap we'll see y'all later yep bye, bye. we out of here <laughs>